0: Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at TaylorConstructionEquipment.com or call 662 446 1048. Now get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for starting the weekend with us here at Supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little
1: weird, uh, Robbie. If Bruplo was in Togo, that would be a little weird. Mm. Although you can get your strange brew to go,
0: I hadn't considered that angle of it. But you're correct. Absolutely, that might fit. Yeah, we've got it's that's what we're going to call it. Togo to go. Yes. Boom! Million dollar idea. Wherever you are in our great state. Whether you want to stay there or get it to go, you can get a uh, strange brew coffee each and every morning. You don't have to be in Starville or Tupelo. You can just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll deliver it right to your door. Not not a fresh cup of coffee. You got to make it, but you know you get what I'm saying. And this holiday season, if you've got a coffee lover, nothing makes a better stocking stuffer than a big bag of strange brew coffee ready for each morning. Enjoy yourself and support the Bulldog Initiative with a trip to Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. Whatever it is, maroon and white, for yourself, your family, your car, your your house, your tailgate, whatever it is that you want to show off your Mississippi State fandom, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're originally by Fleet Feet or Floyd by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. It's always a special occasion. When you get to eat at Restaurant Tyler, you don't have to have a special occasion to go there. The the dinner is the special occasion. When you're talking about one of the best meals in the state of Mississippi, steaks, pasta, chicken. And if you're a vegetarian, hey, they got you covered there as well. Great appetizers, great desserts. It's always fantastic every time you eat at Restaurant Tyler. 16 priority one bank locations in central Mississippi. They're here to serve you. Banking locally. It's the hallmark of a strong community. And Priority One Bank, with 16 locations throughout Central Mississippi, that lets you know that they are a local bank. You're going to be dealing with the people in your community. You don't have to worry about talking to some corporate person about a loan or any kind of financial decision you want to make. You're going to be talking to the same people you have lunch with and that you see at church. That's a big deal to me. It should be a big deal to you as well. Check them out online at PriorityOneBank.com to find out what's the right fit for you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Mississippi State, Auburn, on the loveliest village on the plains of Alabama. Are there really plains in Alabama? Like when I think of the plains, I think of like the Midwest, South Dakota, Montana. That's where the plains are. What are the plains of Alabama?
1: You know, I've I've wondered that same thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess you could argue it. There's there's probably some the landscape in in Alabama might be in some sections plainy,
0: plainy. It's just plain plainy. Is what it is. It's just plain. It's just plain. It's plain. Yeah,
1: that's one of the. I think I believe that Auburn is one of the largest cities in the state on game day.
0: Oh, I, I could believe that. So T- Tuscaloosa is probably already one of the largest cities in the state. But, yes, I mean on game day, there's an extra eighty thousand people there. So like, what biggest? I mean, and, and same same in Mississippi, Jackson's the biggest city. But on if you have a, a like two Saturdays ago when state or I guess three Saturdays ago now when state had Alabama and almost had LSU, Oxford and Starkville were the two were the second and third biggest city in the state. Yeah. So yeah. Makes sense. That Nebraska's that way too. It goes it goes Omaha, Lincoln, Memorial Stadium. That's that's the biggest state cities in the state. So right. Um all right, that was a fun discussion. Let's let's move into maybe not as fun because I think this game is gonna be very ugly. Uh, between two teams that have had trouble moving the football, one team that has been bad defensively this year, but found itself a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, last weekend, and now a, a game for Mississippi State to build on some momentum to get that undefeated October that Zach Arnett talked about, and for Auburn a chance to you know keep their bowl hopes alive. Both teams' bowl hopes sort of hinge on this game. I guess that we'll ask the most overriding question you can, Robbie. Who is this game bigger for?
1: Ooh, that is a good question. Um, you know, sh- short term, definitely Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I was on a podcast earlier today uh, with what? an Auburn beat writer. You were on another podcast. You're cheating on this podcast. Well, I, I was getting interviewed by an Auburn writer, Nathan mm. King from our two four seven site. Mm. So I wasn't cheating. He was interviewing me. Have you don't you go on radio shows and podcasts from time to time? I, I don't know about other podcasts, but radio shows, yeah.
0: Well, same thing. Well, I have an open relationship with sports talk Mississippi. They know they know what it's
1: about. I have an open relationship with sports talk Mississippi as well. Sports talk
0: this is not sports talk Mississippi. This is Thunder and Lightning.
1: You're committed. It's it's run by Sports Talk Mississippi. Run by Brian Is it not? Hey. Listen. We're not gonna we're not gonna do this, okay? All right, let's not argue in front of the kids. All right, let's just we're not gonna we're not gonna do this. All right. We'll do All this right. behind the
0: scenes. Behind the scenes. Um I just think it's I was funny talking... how no, go ahead. <laughs> I just think it's a little funny. I just I just I just think it's funny how you know you go on these other podcasts. Go ahead. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know what? It's fine. Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Three months later.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, now, I was talking to Nathan about this because I was just kind of, this is off air. I was just kind of gauging his thoughts on what the fans are saying about Hugh Freeze because I, frankly, I was a little, I was kind of surprised how negative the fans have been about Hugh Freeze because. You and I started breaking down Auburn during the summer. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, he's going to be fine. The fans are going to realize this is year one. He's got to get his players. They're getting kind of frustrated. They're antsy. I think the the, the reason they are is because the offense looks so bad, and he's trying to force, like, his offense on two guys that can't run it. And I think that's kind of the big thing, and they're they're kind of getting frustrated with him not – had patterning, patterning his offense around his personnel, which is, you know, sometimes what we say about Kevin Barbay too. So, as far as short-term, I think it's big for Hugh Freeze to kind of get everybody on board and get everybody bought in for them to win this game. Because if they lose this game, I mean, they can accept losing to LSU. Um, Texas oh. A&M even was a top-15 team. Ole Miss. Yeah those teams they can accept that georgia they can't accept you know losing to state if things get worse losing to arkansas and then you're going to lose to alabama and you're you're staring down you know one or two wins in sec play and you're one mm-hmm. and that's you know you're going to be around 5 and 7 6 and 6 and you know people are just not going to be super excited about that so short term it's for them but for mississippi state i think it's a more important ball game um, i think state can still get to a bowl game this year if -hmm. they don't win this game you know i think they can still possibly win seven games if they don't win this game but i just think that it for zach arnett and company to gain momentum to start getting people on your side this game's huge you win this ball game you go into homecoming next week with probably a, a relatively excited fan base all of a sudden You'll be five and three. You'll be two and three in the league, a chance to get to 500 in the league. Most everybody expected you to win two games or less in this league this year outside of our beat. So, you know, getting that – getting another win and getting a step closer to six and six, a step closer to possibly even 500 in league play this year, that would be huge for Zach Arnett. I mean, I look at it more so, you know, not like which game's bigger, which game – which team is this game big for? Then it's the fact that I think it's Zach Arnett It's big for the Mississippi yeah. State.
0: That's a, that's a good way of looking at it. No matter what happens, if, Auburn fans will get mad, but they're not firing Hugh Freeze at the end of the game. Yeah. But Zach Arnett, I mean, that danger does exist for him. That, that's, a, that's a really good point uh, when you think about it like that. This game, I, I you know, Auburn is, is very one dimensional state I can't say they're one dimensional they're they're kind of no dimensional right now. I like I don't feel like they're they're a good running team, but they're not a good passing team either. they just kind of are um I, I you know if, we talked about this a couple weeks ago if I said, what does Mississippi state do well? We talked about it I know you talked about it in baseball. Uh, when you talked to Matt Moscona he asked you what does this team do well and you were like, eh, it's kind of the Nothing. same thing right? I feel like you know, special teams have been okay, but even then, uh, last week the punting was was poor. Kyle Ferry missed a field goal. What does this team do well? The answer is kind of nothing. And with Auburn, their problem is, you know, it's and this is something I said on the live show. It's okay to be not great at passing the football if you're running the football for like 235, 240, 245 yards a game. They're not doing that. They're running the ball for like 180 yards a game. And then you combine that with 140 yards a game pass, and that's not very good. Neither one of these offenses are very good. Defensively, I mean, I, I don't know what state is, right? Are they the team I saw last week or are they the team I saw two weeks before that when that couldn't stop Western Michigan? I just have a lot of questions about literally everything. This is another game, Robert, where I don't have a good feel for my
1: prediction. I don't either. I mean, I, I feel worse about this prediction than I did last week. That's something. I mean, last week I felt like you know we kind of we 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 thought that state was just not going to be able to get enough consistent stops and all that. Um, So you know, felt a little safer on that pick with Arkansas this week. I, I mean, I don't want to give away my pick too much, but I'm leaning towards Auburn because they're playing at home. Mm -hmm. But this is not a good Auburn team Mm -hmm. at all. This is the time that you should get auburn because i feel like hugh freeze is going to get the players in there he should have the players that he can run his offense relatively soon if he's able to get in the transfer portal and get a stud quarterback this year then they'll have an offense next year that should be able to put up some points but this year they look bad that i mean you you talked about their their rushing i mean that's kind of what they hang their hat on and you know They're putting all their chips in running the football, and they're, I think, fifth or sixth in the league, which is okay. But, you know, they can't throw the football at all. So I I don't really – if State can stop the run, then are we looking at seven and three, seven to three again? (laughs) I mean, I I don't really know what's going to happen in this game. But, again, you know, if State comes out on Saturday and they have a solid performance, they win the ball game – then I'm gonna I'm gonna feel a lot better about Mississippi State moving forward and their chances in the rest of these ball games. Coming to this one, I'm still in like I don't know mode yeah. with them.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like coming out of this game next week, if State wins, I will tell you, yeah, they're gonna beat Kentucky. They they've got some momentum. They're doing some things right. Blah blah blah. If they lose, I'm gonna tell you, they're gonna lose to Kentucky. You know, I, I just this is a big momentum. This is the game that either gets the stone rolling in the right direction, or you're gonna have to push it back uphill. But you know, so like we, we, the way we used to talk about Ben Howland. Um, I thought about something you, you were talking about the fans too. I said this. I, I, I want to see if you agree. If you ask the average Auburn fan, what's this series record over the last ten years? They would say like eight two Auburn, right? Yeah, and it's five five. Yeah, it's five five, and States won the last two. It's, it's, and it's, you
1: know, since that since they got over the hump finally in twenty twelve, they're what like seven and uh, six or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, the state has actually had the advantage in this series.
0: Yeah, since going to twenty twelve, it's six five Mississippi State. Yeah, six five. Was-
1: okay. So you got a chance to have seven wins in that time frame. Yeah. Uh, against Auburn, which hasn't been done very often in the series in like a, you know, 10, 11 year period. Yeah. Mississippi state has not had this kind of success against Auburn. They've only won, I think eight times on the road at, at Jordan Hare. So yeah. this is, um, you know, it's, it's tough to do. I don't, I don't care how good or bad Auburn is. Mississippi state just does not beat Auburn uh, consistently like they have. So this is, this is an opportunity to keep that going. They've had a lot of success since 2012 against this Auburn team, and there's been a couple of games in there they could have won that it could it could go uh even further in Mississippi state's direction
0: so we were wrong about this last week when we said you know that the the the, the side of the ball where there's a, there's a there's an advantage for somebody is Arkansas's uh, offense against Mississippi state's defense. That ended up not being – in fact, being the the total opposite. So maybe we can jinx it again here. I don't know. But is there a a matchup in there, State's offense versus Auburn's defense, Auburn's offense versus State's defense? Who's got an advantage?
1: Ooh. um, You know, probably Auburn's defense, I would say, against State's offense. But, I mean, I think State has an advantage on defense as well. Uh, I think it's going to be – a game that I think turnovers are going to be huge. Can Mississippi State force turnovers and possibly get one that goes to the end zone? We've we've seen uh, some games there before. Mississippi State has gotten pick six, a mm-hmm. uh, fumble returned, or you know, get a turnover. That there's been even games that they've that they've lost. They stayed in the ball game because of what they did on the defensive side of the ball. I go back to 2011. Whenever uh, they got down in that game, Jonathan Banks I think had a pick six. They got back in the ball game because of that. Oh seven, Derek Pegees had a pick six that led to a, a win mm-hmm. there in oh seven. Um, you know, so defense has has uh, I, I think shown that they're that they have the ability. They did it last week. This isn't an offense that's significantly better than Arkansas. This right. offense struggles too. So. I think they've got to make their quarterbacks uncomfortable. I think they'll have um the ability to slow them down what they do running the football with Jarquez Hunter, uh, and when Robbie Ashford's in there as well. There's they're just so disjointed on offense. Yeah. That they don't that you know, we got Hugh Freeze is saying he's calling some of the plays, some yeah. of the packages, and then you know, Philip Montgomery's calling the offense. Like you got finger pointing, the they look really confused when the quarterbacks are switching out, State's got to take advantage of that. You know, Right now, Mississippi State has got one quarterback that is focused on, Mm -hmm. and and Mike Wright. And I think that's an advantage for them. This is week two with him. State has the same personnel for the most part this week as they had last week. Auburn's going to be changing out quarterbacks. On third and long, they might bring in Peyton Thorne. I mean, it's just a... It's just a mess right now schematically for them. State needs to take advantage of that on defense. Um, And Auburn has been opportunistic on defense this year. So, you know, I feel like they're going to have an edge that they're playing with there as well. They've been solid. So I think the two defenses definitely have the advantage. The one that uh, makes the most plays is probably going to win this game because I think offense is going to be limited for both teams.
0: You talked about you know, sort of being helter-skelter there on offense. The thing that strikes me about Auburn, and I talked to Adam Cole about this yesterday, was that, you know, with State, when when they had Will Rogers and Mike Wright, it was like, okay, so Wright comes in, he has like a certain package of plays, but Roy, Rogers is the quarterback. There it doesn't seem to be that kind of synergy with with Auburn, right? It's like Thorne is bring coming in and he's running the football sometimes, and then Ashford's throwing the football sometimes. It's like they're not playing to their strengths, and I, I don't really know that they have a ton of strengths. So I don't know what Auburn, I don't know what their I mean, obviously the goal is to move the ball and score points, but like what is their philosophy offensively? I don't know what it is. Um you can really see where free striking out in the portal. I mean, if they had Spencer Sanders, I think all of these issues are solved for them. They're a
1: much yeah. better football team. Had they gotten him in? It was really mind-boggling. They couldn't convince anybody to to come to Auburn. I, it was shocking. I thought for sure they'd be able to land a good quarterback. They couldn't get Spencer Sanders. They couldn't get – I mean, I don't know if they recruited Mike Wright, but he was available. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there were rumors been a much that better, they wanted Will Rogers. But a Will good fit to freeze
0: offense, yeah. I, there's, there, I, there's, a, there's another rumor about a quarterback they wanted that uh, – I can't. I, I'm sorry. I brought it up. I'll tell you after the the show. But they 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 let's just say that they made some big big money overtures to some some well known quarterbacks. You mentioned Will Rogers, but there were ones even beyond that.
1: I mean they they were doing their darndest to try to get a quarterback, and they just they had to. Which I mean Peyton Thorne's body of work was solid at Michigan State. I mean it was uh, a. Yeah. But it was did, a decent pickup at the time. But it did it just, drop
0: off quite a bit from when you know, and I, I mean, you expect this, but when Kenneth Walker was there versus Kenneth Walker not there. So, yeah, Dark West Hunter is is a good running back, but he is not Kenneth Walker. So, yeah. yeah. For me, in this game, Robbie, I, I think that the we're going back to the advantage idea. I think where, where the advantage lies is State on offense versus Auburn on defense. Auburn's defense is good, but because their offense is so bad and they stay out on the field for so long, I feel like State can just chip away, chip away, chip away, and it's going to mm-hmm. find a way to 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 get some points here and there against this Auburn. You know, maybe later in the game, but this could be a game that's like really close, and then at the, you know late in the third quarter, finally something you get a breakthrough because Auburn has just been on the field. Now, they, 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 the 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 scary thing for State is it could be the other way around. State even yeah. if they're not getting points needs to find a way to extend drives, just get a couple of first downs, play the field position game, and and just wait on Auburn to make a mistake. I think that 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 gives you the game. So I, I feel like you know last week Dart had some opportunities in the running game for 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 Ole Miss. I think that Wright can take advantage of some of those similar situations, and and if he and he's a I think he's a better runner than than Jackson Dart. Certainly not a better quarterback, but a better runner. So we'll see. We'll see if that pans out for Mississippi State or not, but I, I do believe the Bulldogs have a for the fir- maybe the first time in SEC play have the advantage when they're on the offensive side of the ball mm-hmm. defensively for state i mean i don't you know I don't know if there's an advantage or not because I don't know if I'm going to see the defense from last week or the defense I'd seen the previous five games you know I, I, one week of, of great defense is is the outlier i can't I can't rely on that to make a prediction I have to just assume that it's going to regress back to the mean. But here's the thing. They don't need, against this Auburn offense, they don't need to be spectacular. Because Auburn, in and of itself, makes it easier for opposing defenses. So we'll see what the case is on that uh, Saturday. All right, let's move into our uh, playmakers and predictions. That's brought to you by our good friends, over at the Mississippi beef council. We want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. If you haven't already, please go to the Mississippi beef council, Facebook page, just search for Mississippi beef council and a uh, vote for your favorite steakhouse and hamburger restaurant here in the state of Mississippi. I think it's actually your favorite hamburger. So if you go to like a certain restaurant and they have four or five hamburgers on the menu, pick the one that you like the best and vote for it. That's what I did. Um, and you can vote for it and they can win uh, the title, a very, a very well deserved title of best burger and best steak in the state of Mississippi. So check that out. Again, it's at the Facebook page. You do have to click on the link at the top of the Facebook page. You cannot just put something in the comments. Did you, by the way, did you see the, the guy who t- t- tweeted at us with the Facebook comments? He was like, I had no idea it was this bad. I was like, that's how bad it is. I I told you not to go look. Don't look at the Facebook comments and don't comment on the Mississippi Beef Council page for this. Click on the link and vote. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. It's just this simple, guys. It's one of the best places in town. It's a place I send people to all the time. Anytime somebody comes to Starkville and they say, Brian, where should I eat? I say, you should definitely make a trip. To two brothers because the food's great the people are great the atmosphere is great what more can i ask for if you're going to be watching college football this weekend there's no better place in town than two brothers plenty of big screen tvs great food i mean it's it's all right there for you so why don't you head to the heart of the cotton district and enjoy some smoked southern soul food at a bulldog initiative supporting business two brothers smoked meats great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you they deliver it to you for advantage business systems and they've been delivering it now For 48 years. Now, how do you know you can trust them? Because they've been open that long. Nobody stays open that long unless they take care of their customers. Why don't you give them a call the next time you need technology for your business? When you need a new copier, new printers, new computers, give them a call and see what the difference they can make is for you. The number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. Guys, I've been telling you about it for a long time now. It's just a great selection of quarter zips and polos with the logos that you want, with great name brands, comfortable, stylish polo shirts, not these massive logos that take up the whole shirt, not two or three colors per polo, just simple, understated things. Stuff that we want to wear, guys. Every minute, You just want a maroon polo, a white polo, maybe a gray polo. I don't want a maroon, white, and gray polo.
1: No, I don't. I, nobody wants that. So the arms are different colors than the the rest of the shirt. Yeah.
0: Nobody wants that. You know, the,
1: I mean, it's just ridiculous. So,
0: uh, yeah. So check it out at the rogue or shop online at the rogue.com. Don't live the three stripe life shop at the Rogue. Offensive playmaker, which may be an oxymoron in this game, Robbie, to be totally honest with you, but who do you have?
1: I, last week I said, Mike, Wright. I'm, I'm changing that. Okay. I think it's I think it's Woody Marks.
0: All right.
1: The offense I thought was getting a little bit of steam building last week whenever he went down with an injury, and he never really returned back to that form that he came back in the game second half, but he wasn't the same. I really, I'm the more I watch him, the more I think he's kind of the key cog to this thing on offense. He mm-hmm. can come out of the backfield and catch passes for you. He's really underrated blocker in the passing game. And then we know what he can do when he gets the ball in his hands. When he's healthy, I, you know, haven't broken down the numbers, but I'm gonna guess he's when he's not hobbled by injury, averaging six, seven yards a rush, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it's it's gotta be him. If he's healthy in this game, relatively at least. If he's able to give you a um, a good game from from a you know running perspective, I think State's offense is in for a good day. If he's not, and they're having to rely on um, you know Mike Wright in the running game or one of the backups who they're not giving a lot of touches to, I just don't know how successful this offense is going to be. So I, I think it's uh, Woody Marks that's the playmaker in this game.
0: You and I are on the same page with that because. He has just been a difference maker. When he's played well, those have been the times the offense has looked good. And it's just that simple. And quarterback play has been kind of inconsistent throughout the year with Rodgers or with Wright. But but Marks, when he's played well, when he's been able to run the ball and stay on the field, that's when State's been able to move the football. So I think Woody Marks is an easy, easy choice here. Defensively, this is where whoever this playmaker you pick is needs to have a big game because State has to have another good defensive game to win here. So who do you have?
1: I'm I'm staying with uh, Buki Watson. That's a good call. This is, um, you know, home state. Auburn was a place where he wanted to go to school. And I, I think he's going to be – this is the last time he'll play them. I think he's going to be ready to to really show out at, at Jordan-Hare. I think he won a state championship or two there mm-hmm. as well. So, I mean, it's a, it's a place he's familiar with. He's not going to be, you know, deterred by the crowd or anything like that. He's just been a consistent guy. Him and Jet Johnson. I mean, how many times do you look at them and say, "Gosh, they just they just whiffed," mm-hmm. or you know, they're killing us. You don't. I mean, there, there's times where Jet, you know, can't get to somebody because it's just not fast enough or something. Right. But those guys don't make a lot of mistakes. He's
0: always there to make the play. He just right. The it, it's make just the play. you
1: know, it's just the you know god just didn't make him fast enough <laughs> i mean that like if if jet was if you put jet's brain in you know i don't know some some really talented linebackers body harold you would have a first round draft pick well I mean, you already so, have a
0: first round pick with harold perkins but still i see what you're saying
1: yeah I, would, well, I wouldn't do it to harold perkins i would do it to somebody that's you know maybe not as smart but more talented yeah um But anyway, those two guys don't make a lot of mistakes. And Buki is kind of – he is a guy that can get in the backfield consistently and get to the quarterback. He was my pick to have the most sacks this year, and he's well on his way to do that. He's having a career season. I don't see that ending in this, um, you know, today or Saturday. I think he's going to have another good game, you know, 10 to 12 tackles, maybe force a fumble, maybe get a sack or two in this game and you're looking at uh, the possibility of winning a game on the road if that happens. So I'm going with, with Buki Watson again. I think I went with him last week, and it worked. I'm going to stay with it.
0: So my thought process here is I just expect Watson and Johnson to be in double-digit tackles. So I need another guy to step up. And I think with Auburn, they're going to want to run the football, and then when they do pass, you know, you want to put pressure on their quarterbacks. Crumity is going to be my guy for this one. Jaden Crumedy. I, I feel like, you know, last week I thought Pickering had a pretty good game. He was my playmaker for last week. This week it needs to be Jaden Crumity. He needs to disrupt things on the offensive line, on the defensive line, allow Watson and Johnson to be able to control the running game. And then, you know, to find his way back to the quarterback at least once. Plus with a running quarterback, you know you you want to be able to get up field quickly and make him make decisions. That's where I, I'm leaning towards. So I'm going to go with Buki. I'm sorry, with uh, Jaden Crumity as my, uh, defensive playmaker. Who is your X factor?
1: Um, you asked me last week if I picked this guy. I did not because mm-hmm. uh, you thought I'd, I'd nailed the playmaker um, based on a false start. But yeah. um, <laughs> or the X factor. Yeah, my X factor is Avion Thomas. I I said I think Mississippi State has got to steal points from um, their defense or special teams. They got to steal points somewhere uh, uh-huh. to make up ground on the offense because I just I don't know if the offense is going to consistently score. So can they get a touchdown from somebody in special teams or defensively? Can they get you know a turnover that gives the offense the ball inside the 15 or something? I think that's where Xavion Thomas comes into play. A punt return. He had a big punt return last week, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know a big punt return that gives state great field position that leads to a touchdown, maybe one that he takes to the house. And then on offense too, I mean, you need your you need playmakers like that to make big plays in this in this ball game. He made a big play on offense that nearly scored; it led to a touchdown last week. You know, I think he's going to have a big play on offense too. So one way or the other, I think Xavier Thomas is going to make a play in this game that if Mississippi State wins, it changes the game for him.
0: I think it's going to be a, a close game. So in my thought process, I, I feel like the, the special teams are a big deal, and I feel like field goals are going to be a big deal. So I'm going to go with Kyle Ferry. I know he missed a, a, a chip shot last week, but he's been really solid this whole year. I feel like he'll be okay this week to come out and, and make a couple. I think he's going to have a couple of field goals in this one uh, that, that are going to be crucial for Mississippi State's chances to win. So Kyle Ferry is going to be my uh, my X Factor. What I picked the, him
1: last week, so he if, if, nah. if he doesn't do anything this week, it's our fault.
0: Agreed. What do you got for a prediction?
1: Oh, man. I mean, I, I've struggled with this way more than I did last week. I, just, I I had no faith in Mississippi State last week, and this week they've created a little bit of conundrum. I don't know if it was just Arkansas was so bad or Mississippi State was turning a corner on defense, and that's just – it's made things difficult for me. I'm still not ready to go all in with with the Bulldogs right now. I I just – I can't force myself to say back-to-back weeks, they're going to take care of business. If Will Rogers was starting, then I would feel a lot safer about this. He's had a lot of success against Auburn. Mm -hmm. You just feel a lot safer with your four-year starting quarterback than Mm -hmm. a guy that's just started one time. I just don't know about the offense right now. And I don't know about the defense. So I'm going with Auburn. I actually think there's going to be some points scored in this, uh, way more than last week. I got Auburn 24, State 17.
0: All right. You and I are on different pages, my friend. I, I made, I predicted this game back in, in July. Last week I went against my July prediction. I picked Arkansas to win. I'm going to stick with my my July prediction this week. I just don't think Auburn is good enough offensively to do anything almost against anybody. And I feel like State has a little bit of momentum right now. Look, they didn't play well, but wins are wins. And you'll take ugly wins any day of the week. I think they're going to get another one this week. And like I mentioned, I think those field goals will be key. 20-10 to is
1: my final score. Oh. Yes. They're holding Auburn to 10, and they're beating them by double digits on the road.
0: I feel good. I feel. I feel. Okay. I, feel, I want. I
1: want. I, want, well, hey, I just want if, to be if, positive for once in my life. If they win this, man, I'm I'm back. I'm back yeah. on board. At five and three, they're exactly where I thought they were going to be. I can't. At five pay. and three, if anybody is upset, yeah, then you've just
0: you've got five, uh, you're you, five and three with two losses to two top what LSU's in the top fifteen, right? So two top fifteen teams. I mean, come on.
1: At that point, the only the only misstep was South Carolina.
0: Which is a road game. I mean, it's tough to win on the road. At that point, you're two and one on the
1: road, too. I mean, what can you do? You know what? But you know it like would be kind of like the road. last two years, right? I mean, like like the last two years, we've talked about things. Like State had a boring offense. Yeah. They were really, yeah. and they won nine games last year, and they so won seven the year before. If
0: they win this game, they're five and three. They were five and three after eight last year, coming off of two straight losses. Yeah. This year, I mean, it would be five and three coming off of three straight wins.
1: So, so I mean, if, you, if you're five and three at this point, you're fine. You're going you're probably going to beat Kentucky, you're going to beat Southern Seven. Miss. 7. You got a chance to win 8.
0: You got a chance I mean. to win 8. You got a chance to win 9 because Texas A&M and Old Miss are not unbeatable teams. AM on the road is tough, the Egg Bowl is always tough, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's just not
1: go there yet. Yeah,
0: let's not go there. All right. Um either Sunday or Monday, we'll be back talking about what happened here today or happened at Auburn on Saturday, I guess I should say. Uh, we'll recap that, and we'll get ready go into Kentucky Week, nineteen ninety eight Week. So a lot of we we are back with the interlocking MSU. We'll see how it goes.
1: I want them to win just to make that game more. If hype. they
0: lose in that game when those uniforms, it's it's just
1: it kills it. It kills yeah. it. Yeah. Right? So we'll and see. we need them to win this weekend. That game needs to be lit. You are gonna. I agree. You're you're. I it's gonna be night out. game yeah. at Davis Wade interlocking when they run out of that tunnel. It's. It's just going to be wild. It's going to be nostalgia all through the stands. Are they doing the five and three at that point?
0: Are they bringing the uh, the old the ninety eight team back for that game?
1: Yes. Oh, that's going to be yeah. You want to Jackie it. Wayne will be there.
0: Love it, love it. All right, guys. Talk to you again on uh, either Sunday or Monday for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.